0: Lifelock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let Lifelock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on Lifelock Ultimate Plus at Lifelock.com/slash aware. Terms apply.
1: There should be another great weekend of football. Todd
2: Furman from the Bet the Board Podcast. Time to talk a little money.
1: People fall in love with teams on the way they look at a non-conference schedule. I don't think there is enough wiggle room for me to get involved with this game going under the total early. Uh, And remember, it's a marathon, not a sprint.
3: Todd Furman of the Bet the Board podcast joins us as he does each and every Thursday in the 4 o'clock hour to look ahead to the games. And Todd, I'm getting very sad because there are only four games this weekend, two games next weekend, and then one after that. We just There's just not very many football games left, and I'm getting very depressed.
1: It's that time of year where you know we use that sound clip all season. We talk about it being a marathon, not a sprint. I'm mm. not sure that's apropos anymore. It is officially a sprint to the finish, to try and be able to pick up all the scraps we can in the various betting markets. Uh, but look, while it's bittersweet for most, I'm not going to lie. I don't mind a little R and R during the month of February because I'll get right back into spring practice and college football. I'll be here again before we know it.
3: Todd, John, and I were just talking about the Cowboys' uh, move to bring McCarthy back. It seems like Dan Quinn will also be back. Which, uh, if you would have told that to Cowboys fans a couple of weeks ago, I think that they would have been surprised or guessed that he was going to be their head coach. What, what have you made of that move off of the uh, heels of that horrific loss to the Packers on Sunday?
1: And that I guess in retrospect, none of us should be surprised because Jerry Jones lived through the Jason Garrett era for seven years, and when you had the clapper on the sidelines for all those seasons, Mike McCarthy's got another contract extension ahead of him, regardless of how many more playoff failures he has in front of him. But at the same time, I think all of us watched that game on Sunday in shocked amazement, thinking this Cowboys team could potentially feel different, that they were going to be able to get over the hump uh, and be a real thorn in the side, most likely, of the 49ers in a potential NFC championship. Alas, Dan Quinn's defense wasn't able to make plays. They looked like a shell of themselves. And before we even blinked, it was the Green Bay Packers building a 27-0 lead. So good thing for uh, the NFC in general. The Cowboys will remain a threat only in the division going forward.
2: Well, Todd, as we get into the weekend's uh, slate of games, we'll just go in chronological order. Speaking of the state of Texas, the Houston Texans, after that big win over Cleveland, now traveled to Baltimore. But when I look at the line here, Todd, it's sitting at nine and a half on the FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code 1620, uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. That total is only about 43 and a half. Is, is, is there something here that makes you a little nervous about this? Because that would put the Texans in a team total range at about 16, 17 points.
1: I think the Texans are going to have their hands full to try and replicate the offensive explosion we saw last week at the hands of the Cleveland Browns. If they didn't already have the attention of the Baltimore Ravens, that undoubtedly gets this team locked in. The Ravens have had to hear about a lot of their playoff failures in the past, most notably 2019, where they lost outright as a double-digit favorite to the Tennessee Titans. You look at the Ravens, there's some poor injury news on that front earlier today. Marlon Humphrey officially ruled out. So, the secondary becomes a little bit more of a question mark, but at the same time, you look at the Texans' roster, and aside from Nico Collins, not to diminish the accomplishments of the other skill position players, there isn't a game breaker that really scares you. So, if the Ravens are able to neutralize Brevin Jordan and Dalton Schultz at the tight end position, I'm not sure where Houston goes to try and hit some of the explosives that were integral in their win last week. This is a big number for a reason. It's a little bit of buyer beware. And I think the CJ Stroud talk uh, has reached an all time high. There's no doubt he is going to be elite at the position going forward. But this, a little bit of a more daunting task against a rested Ravens defense that I'm sure is foaming at the mouth, looking to punch their ticket one step closer to winning the AFC.
3: Todd Furman of the Bet the Board podcast joins us right now on the 42 Degrees, the source hotline as we look ahead to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. It's the exact same spread Todd in the night game on Saturday as the Packers, who we just talked about, travel to Santa Clara to take on the 49ers. Niners minus nine and a half. The total is at 50 and a half. And these two teams have met as you guys, you Payne talked about on the pod today a lot of times in the playoffs and a couple of times already with these exact head coaches this though will be the first time that Jordan Love is the starting quarterback for the Packers as they face the 49ers like when you look back at what happened on Sunday what can be replicated for Green Bay and and maybe what says to you I like the the 49ers minus a nine and a half.
1: Well, what has to be replicated, in my opinion, is a commitment to the ground game. Aaron Jones needs to be an integral part to show a little bit of balance for Green Bay because the 49ers will have a ferocious pass rush if Green Bay puts themselves behind the down and distance and they consistently see themselves in third, intermediate, third, and long. Green Bay did a great job of that early in the game, extending drives when it looked like Dallas was going to be able to get off the field. The 49ers should be healthier on that side of the ball if they get Eric Armstead back. And when you look at the way that this team has been able to generate pressure, with Armstead, Javon Hargrave, Nick Bosa, and Chase Young, they've provided a pressure rate right around 60% since Week 10. With one of those four off the field, that number drops below 40%. So key to have all of those pieces out there. You look at Green Bay defensively, they're getting healthier, and I think they may be able to provide a little bit of a stumbling block, for the 49ers offensively but the Niners have so many different weapons when they're going and you can see that in the numbers a team that's 18 and one when they have their big four out there on the field the lone blemish on their resume coming against the Baltimore Ravens on Christmas night So when I look here, I can understand why the Packers have taken a little bit of money. That would be my lean, but something tells me that it's not always as easy as it seems. And grabbing Green Bay, plus all those generous points, you may find yourself deep into the fourth quarter, hoping that the back door swings open for you to come crashing through it.
2: I'm curious, Todd, do you see any potential player props in a game like this? Christian McCaffrey right now is rushing numbers at 89 and a half. Aaron Jones, who had the big game last week in Dallas at 68 and a half. When you look at the passing yards... Purdy is sitting at 263 and a half. Jordan love at 246 and a half. Is there any numbers in this game individually player props that might look inviting?
1: The Purdy number is interesting, and when I look at that, uh, some of the markets that FanDuel offers, longest completion would be mildly intriguing for me with Purdy because I think he's going to put his receivers in a position to be able to have the run after the catch that they've been so phenomenal at doing all season long. And when we look at Kyle Shanahan, not afraid to entrust the offense's execution to Brock Purdy. This won't be a game manager situation like we saw in previous postseasons with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it's grip it and rip it, try and attack Green Bay where they're most vulnerable. Uh, And you're going to want to monitor the injury report from now until kickoff on Saturday. Uh, The report's out of uh, Green Bay that Jair Alexander going to try and give it a go, but nothing uh, definitive that he will be out there and available if he falls off. Everybody else is forced to take on a little bit of a bigger role, and I think it'll create a path for the 49ers to have a few more explosive plays in their arsenal. The one player that I might look at for Green Bay on the offensive side was one that didn't have a single catch last week, but the player that was their leading receiver all year. I think this is where they try and do everything they can to get Jaden Reed a little bit more involved in the offense. The 49ers will no doubt make taking Romeo Dobbs away knowing how prolific he was against the Dallas Cowboys last week.
3: Todd Furman, Bet the Board Podcast, joins us right now on Sportsmanlike Conduct. Todd, moving to Sunday, Lions at home, minus 6.5 versus the Bucks in the early game. I-, I thought that the breakdown of this one was really interesting, especially what you guys had to say at the end where you were hoping for Philadelphia because then you could have had a much shorter number and you would have liked the Lions. It seems like this 6.5 points, the total is at 48.5, but it seems like the, the side certainly is the, the right spot here.
1: Yeah, FanDuel earlier, uh, before we saw the game take place on Monday night, had hung this game Detroit minus three even. I would have been thrilled to lay that short price against Philadelphia knowing that Detroit's strengths offensively would have matched up exceptionally well against the beleaguered Eagles defense. But as we saw, the Eagles had one step on the flight to Cancun, uh, and clearly they made sure they finished the job on Monday night with a lackluster defensive effort in their regular earth and their season finale you look at detroit you do wonder if they're able to run it back with the same level of emotion and focus that we saw in the first half against the rams but impossible to ignore that for as explosive as detroit was in the first thirty minutes they only mustered three points against the Rams' defense. The Sean McVay kind of hoped that Jared Goff would give them the costly turnover uh, and maybe lead to the Rams escaping with a modest upset as a 3-3.5-point three, three underdog. I look at this game, and I think Baker, Mayfield, and company are going to have the opportunity to exploit a Lions secondary that's been vulnerable to the deep ball, and Tampa showed a little bit more distribution getting not just Mike Evans and Godwin involved, but Kate Odden playing a big role, David Moore, Trey Palmer. And I think that gives Detroit a little bit more to think about when looking at how to try and slow down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this particular spot. Was asked earlier today, guys, by a radio host in Oklahoma City, how I would rank the eight quarterbacks that are going into the divisional weekend, and I kind of said tongue in cheek that we're going to see number seven and number eight in one game between Tampa and Detroit. And I'm not so sure I wouldn't take Baker Mayfield in a game of this magnitude to get me to the window more so than Jared Goff.
2: Be very careful what you say. We're talking about two former Rams here <laughs> in one game for us,
1: Baker Mayfield and Jared Baker Mayfield had a much shorter tenure and wasn't cast aside nearly as fast. Uh, as Jared Goff was. So I think if you had That's Sean McVay rank these quarterbacks, he may put Baker on a tier <laughs> slightly above the former number one pick in the draft and Jared Goff, who to his credit did end a 10-plus year playoff drought uh, looking for a victory as a member of that Rams franchise.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Todd, now we get to the game of the weekend. Chiefs-Bills, the big rematch from, of course, the Kadarius-Tony mistake uh, that basically allowed Buffalo to have this as a home game. I'm on the road right now with the Creighton Blue Jays. Mitch Ballock, who's one of our GAs, is a big Chiefs fan, and we've had this ongoing bit for the last two days where he just looks at me and he starts shaking his right hand to indicate that Josh Allen against Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't matter where the game's played, he's gonna be nervous. He's gonna be, he's gonna be scared. Those are the two-point favorites at, at home. Does Patrick Mahomes make Josh Allen's hands shake a little bit, especially that Chiefs defense. Does that make Josh Allen's hand shake a little bit?
1: Uh, there's always a little bit of nerves, I'm sure, for Buffalo fans when these two teams get together. And let's only hope uh, for the sake of any Bills fans out there that Josh Allen's completion percentage is slightly higher than what we saw the Blue Jays shoot from the floor yesterday uh, in the loss to Oh! oh. So, when we look at a game like this, we know there's a high level of familiarity between these two franchises, the two winningest teams. In the AFC, if we go back to 2020, and it's only the second time that we've seen non-divisional foes meet seven times in a four-year span, something that Tom Brady and Peyton Manning did from 2003 to 2006. But this Chiefs offense isn't anywhere close to what it's been in the past, and I think we saw a little bit of that last week, where it was Isaiah Pacheco, Travis Kelsey, and Rasheed Rice getting 70% of the offensive touches in their win against the Miami Dolphins. Andy Reid leaned on the same personnel packages that I think he'll carry through to this spot, but if Kansas City's defense raises their level of play, they can force Josh Allen into a poor decision and an ill timed turnover. It may create a path to success. Guys, this is all about the number. You're going to see an appetite from professionals at three on the Chiefs. You've seen them laying prices a shade shorter at two and a half. Uh, and for me, I think the best angle to try and attack might be looking at Buffalo's team total. Under 24 and a half, I know you have to lay a price knowing that there are a couple pass that the Bills could win and cover this game, but still not break that three-score-plus threshold.
3: Todd Furman of the Bet the Board podcast joins us on Thursdays during the NFL and college football seasons, and sadly those things are coming to an end very, very soon with those four games this weekend. And if you want deep dives into all four, check out the Bet the Board podcast. Listened earlier today. There is some really, really good stuff in there. Todd, as always, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much for joining us. Happy wagering this weekend.
1: Always a pleasure, and rest assured, Blue Jays fans, the only reason I can cast dispersions that way towards Creighton is I grew up a DePaul Blue Demons fan, Oof. and little to say, as the Demons sit at 3-14, and oh. fresh off nearly a 40-point loss at the hands of Providence, I don't have much in the way of rooting interest for some of the local teams I grew up on when it comes to Big East basketball.
2: I had no idea DePaul Paul fans still existed, having gone to many games uh, in the me, arena. If you look at the I've never seen for the that. home
1: games. I don't think they really do. I mean, <laughs> I remember the heydays back in the early '90s and even the '80s when I was a little bit too young, where my old man had season tickets watching Terry Cummings and Mark Aguirre uh, and Ray Meyer actually put a competent, productive basketball team out there. If there was relegation, I'm pretty sure that there were most low major leagues in Division One College basketball that still would want no part of rolling out the red carpet and welcoming DePaul.
2: Yeah. DePaul was on WGN. I used to be able to watch the games in Nebraska. I mean they were a big deal back in the day.
0: Mm.
1: And now they're a big deal when they roll up on everybody's schedule because it's a guaranteed <laughs> twenty five point victory more often than not. It certainly
2: is that's a reminder, friends, that next Friday will be our Pink Out game celebration at Hope Lodge. And the next day of course the Pink Out game is against DePaul. Football. They're like
1: homecoming <laughs> games Todd in football. Hey. It's just like scheduling homecoming games. I can only hope for Creighton fans uh, that this particular game works out better than the way Auburn fans felt about bringing New Mexico State into Jordan <laughs> Air. But uh, I'm not sure DePaul has a Herculean effort in them whatsoever. But, gentlemen, always a pleasure. Best of luck at the way during the weekend. Uh, and hopefully the gambling gods smile kindly upon us all.
3: Thank you, Todd. Have a good weekend. Be good, boys. Todd Furman joining us on the 42 Degrees The Source hotline. Uh, I just got a text from my, my wife. Is it about the weather? Yes, it's
2: a screenshot.
3: Yes, of the uh, of this the, new term,
2: snow squall.
3: What is this, John? What is a snow squall? I mean, basically, it's just
2: like it, it. It's kind of like I mean, it's not a lake effect snow, but it's kind of the same deal where it just like all of a sudden starts dumping on you like
3: mad. Yeah. Did anyone um, have an anytime so s- snow squall? Yeah, John, you missed it. You have to check out the uh, the crossover from earlier today because Dan writes in, and Jack is back too, he says, Ravens Schmavens is my underbet for the snow total safe. I'm getting nervous. We talked about instead of uh, a sports book, a weather book where you could start betting on weather, whether it's an anytime tornado, whether it's inch totals for snow over the course of the season or even a week. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't have snow squall on the I think the odds on that were very long, but uh-huh. if if Big. you bet on that at plus fifteen thousand, take that ticket Big. to the window because you're getting paid. Congrats! Even if like you or me gambling in Iowa and you only threw a dime on it, still a good payday for you there. Yeah, but, you'd be able oh, to and buy China, a couple beers.
2: I also pr- I also propose that we uh, start the first ever. We have we have twenty four hour news radio. We now have twenty four hour sports radio. I want a twenty four hour local
3: weather radio station, <laughs> and you could you could be on it with me. We would definitely be able to do it. And I'm telling you, you laugh, but it'd work. It would work. We'd make some money. I'm telling you, it'll work. I love the idea on the weather show. You start talking about movies, and then the people are like, stick to weather. I don't want to hear about this movie. Get Kent on off the station. Unless they start talking a day hey. after tomorrow. Unless, yes, right. day after tomorrow. Just weather yeah. movies. Twister, yeah, right. Dante's Peak. I guess is that like, weather like, as a like- national disaster. All the small That's, talk before you get into the content is like, "Well, did you see the game last night?"
2: And I was like, get off of this! Stop talking about the game. That's a reminder, kids, that the holdovers is our movie this week in the movie club. Bingo! I just watched it on the bus down from Connecticut.
3: Oh, perfect, John. Are you saying goodbye? Are we saying goodbye to you now as we move on into the happy hour? I mean, I can. I, I got. You can don't 20, feel like you, Yeah, don't feel like you have to hang out. I have no idea what you want to do, so. I, I have, I have another 20, 30 minutes before we have to leave again, so I'm good. I'm, uh, all right, I'm perfect. good right here. All right, we had some other stuff uh, as we get into the happy hour today, including a uh, player for the Miami Hurricanes who is uh, coming back for another year of eligibility, and he was in the same high school class as Jalen Hurts. We oh. will give you that information uh, and <laughs> as John rolls his eyes. We'll give you that information and more as we get on into the happy hour. Looking forward to that conversation, plus some unsportsmanlike content. We roll on. Uh, it, John was serious, by the way. There is a snow squall happening right now, Dude. and that is an intense short-lived burst of heavy snowfall that leads to a quick reduction in visibilities and is often accompanied by guns Winds. I've heard from multiple people saying maybe you should just stay at the office for a little while longer before you go home. I should have done the show from home today. RIP. I made a huge mistake. Happy hours up next year on 1620 The Zone.
0: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our US based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues.